0: Thank you for joining me today on the very first episode of the podcast, Unique on Purpose, helping you find victory in how God has uniquely created you. I am your host, Rachel Gentleman, and I am just a regular gal trying to help people know that they are called to be victors through Christ Jesus. Check out this very first episode with business owner and pastor's wife, Esther Littlefield, talking about your purpose. Welcome, this is Unique on Purpose. My name is Rachel Gentleman and Unique on Purpose. If you are not local to my radio show on WLJN, our goal is to help you find victory in how God has uniquely created you. And as our very first podcast, I knew that who exactly I wanted to be on the show today. So Esther Littlefield, thank you for joining me this morning. Um, Esther, before we get started, I just have to say, you are a wife, you are a pastor's wife, you are a mom, a blogger. A podcaster of two podcasts, a business and leadership podcast, you have interviewed people like Dave Ramsey's Christy Wright, Lori Whitefield from Leading and Loving It, Carrie Newhoff from the Carrie Newhoff Leadership Podcast, and you are also the CEO of your very own company, Marketing Star Media Services. So you're pretty busy. Yes. (laughs)
1: Thank you, Rachel, for having me. I appreciate that. (laughs) I do have a few things going on. (laughs) Yes. And and your
0: goal, but your overall arching goal is to help Christian women lead with confidence. Can you expound on that for me?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I really had this vision a few years ago to uh, help Women like me who know that God has created them with a purpose, know that they have gifts, but maybe they have struggled with confidence. Maybe they've struggled with figuring out what exactly they should be doing with their lives or how to actually use their gifts effectively. I wanted them to be able to truly understand how God has created them and to be able to then lead others with confidence. So I, that's how the podcast came about—the first podcast—and that's really my vision: is is that more of us as Christian women understand God's love for us, understand how we were created with a purpose, and then have the courage to really step out and use those gifts and make an impact in the world around us. And I believe when we do that, we have the power to really influence culture, to influence our families, our churches, our communities, and shine the light of Jesus to everyone around us. So that's kind of my overarching vision for what I do in my life and in my work.
0: Now, when you say you want to help women leaders, what was it that drew you specifically to women?
1: Well, I think uh, being a woman myself and knowing that, uh, at least for me, growing up in the church, I often kind of questioned, you know, my role, I questioned my gifts, I questioned where I really fit in. And I just felt like the way my, my leadership journey has transpired myself, I found myself often speaking to other women, often, you know, working with other women. And so I just felt like that was where I could probably make the biggest impact okay. was working with and encouraging other women to step into their gifts and to step into their leadership you know, role and calling.
0: Now, I I feel that, you know, in the year 2021, in the 21st century, women have come so far, but do you still see women not necessarily living up to their potential? And then that's kind of where you step in.
1: Yeah, I think that is a big challenge. I think a lot of us under... Estimate our value and underestimate what we have to offer. Okay. And for me, it's not even so much about necessarily the roles that we play. It's more about how we actually live out what God has given us to do. And it can look different. In my opinion, it can look different. You know, it can be very different for each woman. You know, some women may be truly passionate and gifted and Feel called to, to be at home with their kids and raise their kids and and just do an amazing job being a mom. Right. And other women may feel called to the marketplace and maybe working in corporate America and maybe running a company, you know. And so others might be working in the church and making an impact in their church. But oftentimes, I think we just don't recognize what we actually can bring to the table. And and so I, for me, it's really one of the things i love helping women with is is really understanding their purpose understanding their calling or their gifts and then figuring out okay how can i use that how can i step into that and and really offer that to the world because when we do that we're we're making an impact and we're and we're honoring god right. by using what he has given us you yes. know ultimately it is about honoring him and and showing up the way he has has gifted us to do so
0: now you said that that you often see women they don't really understand their potential Why, why do you think that is that women still today i mean we are living in a time where especially in the united states we have more freedom than any other woman in any other point in history but why is it that we still feel as if we don't have potential or we just don't see our potential
1: Oh, that is like the million-dollar question, Rachel. I wish I knew the answer.
0: <laughs> well, I'm asking you because I want to uh, know. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I can just speak to my own experience of how I how I experienced life. I, I think that I just – I feel like I always knew I had something to share, and I, I've shared this before where I remember as like maybe I was eight or nine years old, but I would walk around my yard preaching sermons in my head. Like <laughs> I had things to say, Right. I knew I could change the world in my head, but I never shared any of that. Okay. And I was just a very insecure, very shy, very, you know, I held a lot back mm-hmm. as a kid. I was very afraid. And I think that's partly just my, my natural wiring, my natural tendency. It may have been life experiences. It may have been lots of different factors, right? That that made me, I don't think my parents ever instilled that in me, but I also don't think that I really learned what it meant to actually walk in the confidence that God has for us okay. as, as humans, as women. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I really understood like that. God loved me 100% completely as I was, and that I didn't have to really change who I was in, in a sense of changing my, you know, my wiring and, and the gifts that I've been given. I would, I, I think I, in my head, had this mind, this mindset that I needed to do certain things to impress God or to impress others, instead of just being who God had created me to be and, and submitting myself to Him, and then using the gift that He had already given me mm-hmm. to make an impact. Uh, so for me, I think I've questioned my abilities so many times over my life, and it takes like an ongoing process of studying God's word, of learning what He says about me, of truly believing what He says about me, and then also listening to what other people say about how I am helping them. Mm -hmm. You know, of of how I have impacted them and not dismissing that. Not being so quote unquote humble. Yeah, right. right, (laughs) To yeah, to pretend like it doesn't matter what I'm doing because Mm -hmm. it does yes and I think for whatever reason women especially have that sense of like oh oh it's no big deal oh I you know that wasn't really hard for me to do um and so we don't really value what we're contributing a lot of times
0: well and you hit the nail on the head when you said trying to be humble and I'll share a little bit more of of my thing here in just a little bit but we we have this idea that if we put ourselves out there then somehow some way we're being prideful Like if if we put our gifts out there, we are prideful. And, you know, earlier you said, and I absolutely love this, you were talking about the stay at home mom and then the person that's called to the marketplace and just really pouring into that because there are some women that are called to stay at home, but in this fast paced culture and even in the radical feminist realm of culture, they say you can't stay at home. Your only value is in your work. But. God has called us all to be something different. When you look in the Bible, all the women were different. None of them were the same. Some of them stayed home. Some of them were in the marketplace. Some of them were politicians. Some were, were pastors. And some were just, they were, they fasted and interceded. And that was their life. We're all called to something different. And how is it that we can take the gifts that God has given us and put it into where he has called us. So I love that you're not just ministering to the women that are in the marketplace, but you're also ministering to the woman that says, no, I'm called to be the the homemaker. Um, And I think there's two ends of the spectrum when it comes to women, especially in the West, is you either need to be oppressed or you need to be the oppressor. And one of them is of the Lord. You know, both of them are a life of bondage. Where is it that God has called you? Where is it that he has placed you? So yeah. going yeah. back to that definition of, or going back to purpose, can you just lay out for me, what is that definition of purpose? I am a woman and I am trying to figure out my purpose that God has placed upon me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this is, a, this is one of my favorite things to talk about, but also kind of one of my least favorite <laughs> because it's so, it's, it's complicated but it's also really simple so I'll, I'll try to make sense of it in okay. my mind I think that purpose is sometimes we overthink it and we think mm. that it means that there is this one thing that we're destined to do and right. if we don't find that one thing then our life is just meaningless, like nothing matters that we do. Right. Um, but on the other end of the spectrum, there's kind of this almost like, well, nothing, you know, I could do anything and it wouldn't matter what I do. And so I kind of feel like if we can land somewhere in the middle where God has given you a whole variety of things, he's given you your gifts, he's given you your experiences, your passions, the dreams that you have, the values that you have. And, and when you can kind of use all of those things in conjunction and and do something in your life that fills you up but also impacts other people, then I think you're walking in your purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think that that can change from time to time. okay and and I feel like that's more I, I see purpose under, you know, there's a specific purpose that sometimes we have, and then there's more of a general purpose for Christians that everybody has, that we all should be doing, right? No matter what. You know, no matter what our role is, no matter what our job is. Uh, And so, yeah, purpose can get a little little complicated, but I think if we just look at it as where we are using our gifts and making an impact in other people's lives Mm -hmm. and also we're also being filled up to some point of, of, you know, we're not feeling drained all the time. Yes. Then that's usually when we're walking in our purpose.
0: And and I like what you said that there, there we have the individual purpose, but then there's a general purpose. All of us as believers are called to know God to make him known. However, how we know God and how we make him known is used by our purpose, our gifts and talents, our passions. That's how we know yeah. God. That's how we make him known through the giftings that he has given us. And you said that God can give us more than one purpose. Now, expound on that.
1: Do you mean that maybe our purposes change over time? Yeah, yeah, I think your purpose can look different over time. Okay, and so you know, I I can share a little bit of my own experience if you want. Sure, to, I love that. Uh, to give an example, you know, for me, from a very early age, I knew that I wanted to help people, and like I said, I kind of also knew that I had some kind of message to share. Like those were a couple things that, in my heart, I knew were there, and some of that was life experiences, and so for me. One of my life experiences was losing my father at the age of 13. He died in a car accident. And it was was hugely traumatic and hugely impactful on my life. And so I ended up going into social work kind of as a direct result of that experience. Because I said, okay, I want to help other people who have been through something difficult like Mm me. And so I went to college, went into social work. Well, then later on, I ended up moving into, you know, more of the business world and ended up doing direct sales and network marketing, and then transitioned into kind of having my own business and working from home virtually and all of that. And so when I look at that, it's like, it feels like very different purposes. Okay. But ultimately, I think that my purpose has pretty much stayed consistent in the sense that I have always been called to help others to be in a somewhat of a, um, a mentoring or guiding role, a teaching role in in all of those things that I've done. I've always enjoyed, you know, guiding, teaching, encouraging people. And so I think my purpose has pretty much stayed consistent, but it has looked very different based on like the job or the, you know, the actual role that I have played at that time. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. And it it seems that your purpose and your passion stemmed from your pain, the the pain of losing your father at an early age. Do you see that often with women or men, just people in general? Do you see that whatever it is that they feel that their purpose is and what they're passionate about often stems from past pain?
1: Yeah, I think that that can play a huge role for sure. I don't know that it always is directly connected to our pain, Mm -hmm. but I think that that's one of the factors that can help us determine where our purpose lies. You know, for me now, what I'm doing in my business and and doing more coaching and and teaching people isn't necessarily always directly related to that painful experience, but I can always draw on that experience as I work with people, as I, you know, am able to empathize with people. So I think that's one of the things is that I am always able to pull out the idea of if somebody else is going through a difficult time. I can pull, you know, tap into that past experience of knowing what it feels like to lose a loved one, or to just be devastated, or to mm-hmm. go through a, a traumatic experience, and it, it equips me better to to support them in that. Okay. So, yeah. So I, I don't know that it always is like gonna be directly related, but i i I know that God can use that mm-hmm. pain and that you know to to point us in a particular direction. And for some people, it may be that they're doing something directly related to that painful experience. And for other people, it might be more like me in my role now, where it's kind of like something that I draw on, but it's not... It's not like I'm counseling people who are going through grief. You know, that's right, not my right. my purpose necessarily, but I certainly lean into that at times.
0: Yeah, I, I, I get that. And I, I, I can relate. My show is called Unique on Purpose. I love being able to help people find what their purpose is and use it for God. And and that, for me, stems from growing up with a severely autistic brother. And even though I don't work with special needs children, I don't even work with special needs adults. I mean, I did at one point. I was children pastoring and I worked a lot with special needs people but the fact that this, anybody who's special needs they people can see their disadvantage and not realize that their disadvantage is an advantage and it can bring glory to God they were created unique on purpose for God's purpose and so even though I may not be directly working with special needs uh, people, I know that whatever you see as a disadvantage, is going to be an advantage because God is going to use it somehow. And so you talked a little bit about this, but I want to expand on it. What is the difference if if somebody, if they're just now exploring, God, what is it that you have called me to do? What is my purpose here on this planet outside of knowing you and making you known? How do I do that? But what's the difference between purpose and then passion? And how do you marry Mm. those two together?
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. So I, I think passion is one of the clues to finding your purpose or to understanding your purpose. That's good. So I kind of have in my mind, like several things that contribute to figuring out what your purpose is and passion is, your passions is one of those things. So when you sit down and you start to think about what am I passionate about, what fires me up? what gets me angry, mm-hmm. what makes me sad, you know, i think that's some of those passions that god has put in us. and sometimes we overlook those and we think oh, that's not spiritual or whatever. right. but so many times those passions can point us to our purpose. Mm-hmm. to okay, maybe maybe this is a clue of where i would be able to make the biggest difference. because if you're if you're working in in something and you're doing something that you are not passionate about at all and that you don't really care that much about, right. <laughs> then you're probably not going to be making the kind of impact that you could if you were doing something that got you fired up, you know, yes. that, that made you excited to get out of bed in mm-hmm. the morning. So, yeah, I, I think there is definitely a difference between the two. I think passion kind of in my mind anyway, falls underneath, purpose in the sense that it's one of the many things that can help us understand our purpose.
0: And then you said something too, what makes you angry? And yes, I I agree wholeheartedly. I think there are a lot of people that overlook this because what makes you angry means there's a problem that needs to be solved and God is putting in you, how are you going to solve that problem? God wants yeah, to use yeah. you to solve that problem. Whatever's making you angry, and that can fuel um, that passion that He's put inside of you. So I love that. Yeah. Now.
1: Yeah. Oh, go ahead. oh <laughs> I was just to say one more thing about that because yeah. I think sometimes what happens with us, and I know this has happened for me. So, like one of my experiences. Uh, was going to Central America, spending about three months during college in Central America studying. And I remember coming home from that experience and being so changed, so impacted, Mm. and then super, super passionate Uh about how I wanted to live my life. And all of a sudden, I thought that's how everybody else should (laughs) live their life. Because I saw the poverty, I saw the yes. impact of, you know, this, all of these things that I saw and was exposed to during that experience. And so I think, you know, time has taught me that God has given us each different passions. And so when we have a passion, it's not our job to convince somebody else to have that same passion. Yes. It's our job to use that passion and to, you know, like you said, maybe impact change or to, mm-hmm. to use it in for good. But I think there's a line there of like, let's be careful not to sort of impose our passions on other people. Right. And expect them to live in that same in that same purpose or in that same passion.
0: Yes, I love that. I, I wanna go back. So I was listening to your podcasts on purpose and that's when when I was listening to those, that's when I said, Okay, I want Esther on my very first podcast on Um, about purpose, because (laughs) because you had said so many things that were really good. And you, I'm going to quote you from, um, from your podcast. You said, it's okay to be the elbow. Don't be embarrassed to be the elbow. If God has called you to be the elbow. And I want you to expound on that a little bit, because this is how I took that for a long time. I knew that God had called me to be in front of an audience to be a communicator, to talk, to speak. And I love being in front of an audience. But as a Christian, I felt, well, obviously I'm prideful. I like being in front of an audience. That's what gets me jazzed up when I preach a sermon. Man, for weeks, I'm like reliving that sermon in my head because I just absolutely love it. And I said, well, obviously I am incredibly prideful and I need to not do that because, um, just, just, I was prideful. That's how I felt. Yeah. I, I am doing some, I'm living in sin somehow because I'm enjoying what I'm doing in front of people. Mm -hmm. So can you expound on that a little bit of, Mm -hmm. if you're an elbow in the body of Christ, every one of us is a specific body part. And if you're an elbow, don't be ashamed of being the elbow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad you brought this up. Like when you when you shared that with me as a quote, I was like, "Oh, I said that. That's great." <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> it's so been awesome. a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is again one of those things that I've had to overcome, and I feel like I'm constantly overcoming it because mm-hmm. I have the same issue as you. It's like, okay, I shouldn't say that I'm good at XYZ. Yes. Because that's prideful. right? Right. And but one of my first podcast guests that I had said something similar to me. And I may have I may have somewhat stolen this from her, but she said something <laughs> like tell anybody. You know <laughs> Well, it's going on the podcast All now. Right. But you know, um, she said something about like, okay, God has given me blue eyes. So it's not prideful of me to say I have blue eyes Mm. and I like my blue eyes. That's actually accepting the gift that God has given me, acknowledging it instead of trying to pretend like it's not, it's not good. Right. Yes. And so it's a similar concept for us to say, God has gifted me with like you, for you communicating. I love communicating. God has given me this passion and this gift that is not wrong for you to to say that and to acknowledge it because it is something that God has created you to do. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the challenge is, like you said, that kind of that desire to be humble. And of course, we can always take things to an extreme of then we could become prideful with Mm -hmm. our gifts. And I think it is important to always continually point back to the source of our gifts, the source of the things that God has given us to do or to, you know, that he's allowed us to be good at it. But at the same time, we should not try to push those things down mm-hmm. or try to be a different body part. Like if I'm, if I'm an elbow and I try to be, you know, a finger, it's not going to go very well. Right, it's, I'm always going to be trying to fit into a place that I don't belong. Mm-hmm. And so it's much better if we can acknowledge how God has wired us, acknowledge the gifts he's given us, thank him for those gifts, point people back to him in using them. Mm -hmm. But we're going to be so much better witnesses for Christ. We're going to be able to point people to him. I don't know about you, but it gets me so excited when I see someone who I can tell they are operating in their gifts. Like, it fires me up. Yes. I'm like, oh my word, this person is really, I can just see it. Mm-hmm. I can see it in their body language. I can see it in the way they talk. I can see it in everything. And and for me, I've experienced that even just in the past year or two, where God has been gradually calling me into a place of coaching and supporting women in business. Mm-hmm. And for so long, I pushed that away because I thought that was less spiritual and less important. <laughs> <laughs> than, <laughs> than doing this other thing of working with women to help them in their gifts and in their calling and in their leadership, right? right. And I have, I have a passion for both. But honestly, what comes more naturally to me is the business side of things. Okay. Like I can sit down with someone and help them with their business and help them with their strategy and get clarity and focus for them. And for a long time, I was I was not allowing myself to step into that role because I felt like this wasn't spiritual enough or wasn't, um, you know, special enough. (laughs) And it was easy for me. And that's the other thing about the way God has wired us and and acknowledging that we're an elbow. If I'm an elbow, then being an elbow is really easy, right? Because it's, it's natural. Yes. And if I'm trying to be something else, it's harder. Mm -hmm. And so for me, same thing. If I'm working in my gifts and if I'm using my, my ability to help people with strategy and business, that's easy for me. And so I was finding that I was putting it away and putting it to the side because it's too easy, (laughs) Oh, you know?
0: Yeah. Because I think in our culture, we have this idea that if we're not doing something hard, then obviously we're not doing something right because we're, we're told we have to constantly push ourselves. And and I love how you you struggled with the fact that, oh, business isn't spiritual. But what I have found is that everything in our lives is a lot more spiritual than what we think it is. Because if it's in scripture, it's spiritual. And there's a lot of business and entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. in scripture. Mm -hmm. You know, it is spiritual because you're, you're putting, if you're putting God into it, It definitely is spiritual, but I think you're right. We get into that trap of, well, if I'm not a pastor, I'm not serving in the depths of Africa, leading people to Jesus, then obviously what, what God's call or what I think that I like doing isn't spiritual enough and it's not godly enough.
1: Yeah. 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 So I think it's just so, it's so important to, uh, to recognize the way God has wired you and the gifts he has given you to use them and not to not to shy away from it. I think, you know, and that's what the ironic part about this whole conversation is like, that's what I've been encouraging women to do for two and a half years on my podcast, but mm-hmm. I was struggling with it myself. Yes. You know, I was struggling with coming out and saying, this is what I can do and mm-hmm. I can help you with this thing because for whatever reason I was having my own mindset issues of, you know, it's it's not, you know, it's not special enough or, or, you know, whatever. I don't know what my issue was, but I just,
0: <laughs> I well, know maybe that because I in I, a sense you were marketing yourself and that's hard, it's different yeah. if you are a nurse, you can say, yes, I can, I can patch that up for you, but oh, you're yeah. not saying here I am. Come listen to my podcast. You know, that's, yes. I think there's a difference when you're marketing <laughs> something that you can do versus marketing yourself.
1: That's so true. That is definitely, that's definitely a factor. <laughs>
0: Good point. And, and I love that. Your tagline is to help Christian women lead with confidence because when you find your purpose, that's when you become confident. When you said that when you're watching somebody that you know they are called to do this and uh, you can see it in their in their words and in their body language and in their facial expressions, it's because they have confidence. They're doing what they're called to do, and that brings about a confidence so I, I absolutely love that that ties together with your with your tagline. Well, yeah. Esther, thank you so much for um, spending some time with me here and, and of course, the audience. But if there is a woman listening right now who says, I feel called to leadership, but I don't even know where to start. How can they find you? How can they follow you? How can they subscribe to you so they can get that, that long-distance mentorship that they need?
1: Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rachel. This has been so fun. So the best place is my website, Mm -hmm. estherlittlefield.com. It's currently going under, it's going to be having some construction done to it, but hopefully it'll still be up at whatever time this goes out. And it's specifically there, you'll find links to my business podcast, to my leadership podcast. And I also am on social media. You can just search Esther Littlefield on Instagram and Facebook are my two main places where I hang out. Okay, And those are probably the best places to connect with me. Specifically, if someone is looking for encouragement in terms of leadership, if you go to estherlittlefield.com slash confidence. I will have a free gift there for you that will help you get started on uh, becoming a confident leader.
0: Okay, and I'll make sure that when I post the podcast that I put those links in there as well. Is there anything else that you would like to add value to, any, whether it's a a female or male listening today?
1: Yeah, I think I would just encourage you to not be afraid to do Mm. what God is putting on your heart. You know, I think for so many years, I, I, like I said, I held back on the messages and on the thoughts and ideas that I had that God had put on my heart, partly because I didn't know how to step into those things, but also partly because I was afraid Mm. of what people would say. And I was afraid of whether anybody would listen and all of that. And so I think that, you know, that the more you hold back, you're actually you're actually not doing the world a favor by right. holding those things back. That's true. And, and that's biblical. Yeah, right. So just go ahead and, and start learning what God says about you, believing what he says about you, and then stepping into those things one step at a time. He will reveal the steps to you if you start taking the first steps. Uh, if you sit and wait for too long, you're probably not going to see the steps because he's waiting for you to take <laughs> not that out too long. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so that would be my encouragement just to start stepping into what he's calling you to do.
0: Excellent. Thank you again, Esther Littlefield. And thank you for listening in to unique on a purpose. My name is Rachel Jenniman, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you for joining me today on the very first episode of Unique on Purpose. Don't forget to share, download, and subscribe. And just as a reminder, you were created Unique on Purpose. You are loved, and because of Christ, you have been made worthy. I will see you next time.